It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, go to ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, this is officially our last life lesson in this series, which is super fun. And I'm actually really excited to get into this topic because this is going to sound probably very different than the other ones that we've looked at because it's, it's probably more th- conceptual. But I actually think this has the power to radically change people's lives. Do you want to talk about what this means when we're talking about this idea that God is always the same? Yeah, it's a. I think the reason we included it in this series, even though it doesn't have the practicality feel to it, which I think is a nice feature to a life lesson. It's like, oh, I can just wake up tomorrow and apply that one. Well, you can apply this when you can apply it, apply it immediately, but it does fall into this sort of big picture theological uh, sense. And I'd love if we could like distill it down into something that feels very tangible for people because that's way, the way it is for us. It's very, very important for discipleship. So in our tool bag, when we're thinking of helping a soul, we're going right here. This is a starter point. This is like a the foundation to build a proper house. And if you think about it, you know, when Moses is, who is God's chosen vessel to begin the word of God. I mean, if you think about that, I mean, the, the earth had been around for, you know, a couple thousand years at that time. And God's going to get the, the scriptures going. And so who's he going to choose? He's going to choose a man named Moses. And Moses is, He's familiar with God, but there seems to be a crash course that he's going to enter into here, uh, and it's going to start at that burning bush. And Moses is going to ask a key question. Who is it that I'm supposed to say you are? What is your name? And God is going to give him his proper name, which is an extraordinary thing. And that proper name is the answer to your question. It's the alwaysness of God. It's, It's the core foundational revelation of God to us. It's like, what is the most important thing for us to know about him? And most people would say, well, that he's love. And I'm not going to argue that. Uh, He's righteousness. I mean, there's a whole bunch. He's holy. There's all sorts of things we could say. However, this one is the one that stabilizes all of those. This is the one that locks those into place. And that is, I am that I am. Or another way of saying it, I was this way. I still am this way. And I will always be this way. And so whatever quality or attribute you take of God, you stick it on that foundation and it locks it in. So let's say love. Well, it's he was loving, he is loving, and he always will be loving. Let's take mercy. That's a fun one. He was merciful, he is merciful, and he always will be merciful. Uh, How about righteousness? He was righteous, he is righteous, and always will be righteousness. It, so it's the one that locks in all of those amazing qualities of our God. It sounds funny, but I get so excited on this topic. <clears throat> and I think it's because, you know, I, I've worked through a whole series looking at God's names and I love God's attributes. And as you said, every single one of them come back to this foundation. Uh, it, it was Exodus 3.15, where God says, my name is Yahweh. That is my forever name. In other words, not only does the name mean he doesn't change, he says, and that is my forever name, which means the name will never change, which means I will never change. And it's such a great reminder, uh, or we could look at Hebrews 13 verse, I think it was eight, where it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it sounds like such a simple truth, like one of those things you put on doilies or on your refrigerator, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yes, he doesn't change. But when you actually get a hold of that concept, it's like, no, 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 God doesn't change. 
And that actually means you can trust him. Yeah. You, you can actually build your life upon the reality of, of who he is. Yeah. And it will never, uh, never become sane. It will never yeah. shift. It'll never become like a wave. It'll, it'll yeah. never alter or shift because he doesn't change. And I, I don't know, there's something in my soul that just is like, yes. <clears throat> Cause I think in our generation, we live in a day where everything's changing yeah. and we're looking for something to stabilize our lives. And God's like, <clears throat> Here I am. <laughs> it's like, will, will, you, will you put your hope and your trust in me? Yeah. And every single one of God's names, all of his attributes, they they don't change. So you work through a few, but if I could add a couple. Oh, you're going to add to my I, list? Can I add? <laughs> we could fix them in place. We could do this for hours uh, since he has hundreds <laughs> of names. But it's like Jehovah Jireh, he is the yeah. provider. It's not just that he was a provider with Abraham. He was, is, and always will be a provider. Yeah. It's just like you start working through the names, mm-hmm. uh, you start working through his attributes, and it's just like he was a king, is a king, forever will be a king. Yeah. He was good, is good, will forever be good. He's he a shepherd. He was a healer. He is a healer. Yeah, forever he will, will be. be a healer. Yeah. I mean, he is just, and, and that is encouraging to me because if I'm in a dark moment or I'm in a moment of despair and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. God wasn't just this way in scripture. Mm-hmm. He is this way now. Yeah. And at a hundred billion, trillion, gazillion years from now into eternity, he will still be these things That's because right. that is who he is, which is absolutely gorgeous. So I, I was, it was in a counseling type of situation, early Ellerslie, and this girl was really struggling with something. So Sandy and I were meeting with her and I asked her a question. And this is a common question I'll ask. Do you believe that God can lie? And it's interesting. Her response is not shocking because I think it's a common response. And that is, sure, God can do whatever he wants. And, you know, it sounds so smart to say that. And it sounds so generous to God that God could do whatever he wants. If he wants to lie, he can. However, there's, this is where the revelation comes in. He is truth. He cannot lie. It actually says that in Scripture. It is impossible for God to lie. Why? Because he's truth. He was truth. He is truth and always will be truth. No lie can ever come from God. Now, that's an amazing statement when you look at his word. So this foundational understanding of his I amness, his always the sameness, is critical for our faith. Because when we look at the scripture, well, that was true back then. No, no. The God that it reveals never changes. That means it was true back then, and it's true today, and it will be true tomorrow and the day after that. And so when we're dealing with our faith and our ability within our soul to engage with something and agree with it, we have to know that it's stable. We have to know that it is rock-like. That's why the wise man builds his house upon a rock. And so when we see this, when we see this nature of God revealed, we recognize that's the rock. It will never alter. I can plant my eternity on that and it will still be the same a million billion, would you say, a gazillion years into the future. <laughs> it's so true. I, I, I distinctly remember this time, I think it was almost 20 years ago, where you know I grew up in the church and I, I knew a lot of scripture and, and I was reading it. <clears throat> but I feel like it was distant. I don't know if how to articulate that, but it's just like, it was just good words. And I would esteem them and I would cheer them on. And I quote them, but I remember this very clear sense when I was reading through and I was like, hold it, that's true. Like if God doesn't change and he cannot lie, then these are his words. This cannot lie. And it was this weird, and it sounds funny because I've been a Christian for, for a long time, but there was this distinct realization of scripture is true. 
And whether or not I've ever seen it in my lifetime, or whether I've even heard about it in history, if God said it, it, it is true. It cannot lie. I can take this to the bank. And it is amazing how it begins to change your how you approach scripture, yeah. where you begin to recognize God, God cannot change. I can trust him in any situation, in any scenario, I can put my hope and my faith in him because he is always faithful, right. right? Paul tells Timothy, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. And then here's his word, which is true. Yeah. And it will always be faithful and it will it'll always prove itself correct, regardless of what culture says about it, regardless of who tries to undermine it, and regardless of whether I've seen it or not. And it's amazing when you start putting your hope and your trust in the authority and the the efficacy of God's word, it actually begins to change your life. And it was this amazing real, realization that has forever changed how I not only understand God, but how he's actually practically changing my life yeah. day in and day out. Do you want to talk through even just some practicals on this? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking big picture stuff here that God doesn't change and how how excited we are about yeah, that. that. But it is, it is one of those things that I don't want it to just sound big. I want it to, even though it is, I want it to be tangible. And this is a hard truth. There's a reason why people come to Ellerslie. We actually take this and make it practical, but it's hard to do it in a little short podcast. And so one of the things that I'll work through with uh, different students is, you know, the Hebrews 11 passage. And it's going to make a statement that is, Odd, I think. Most of what we talk about seems to be odd. At first blush, you know, the kingdom of heaven is different than we naturally think as men and women. And it says, the one that would come to God must first believe that he is. Now, God calls himself, I am. But we don't call him that. We say he is. And so our term for it is he is. That means he's I am, right? And so the one who would come to God must first believe that he is. So it's showing that the advent of forward movement in a relationship with God actually stems from this foundation. This isn't a small thing. Then it's going to add a caveat to that. And it's going to say, it must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And this is very important. And I, I, I don't know if I can easily nutshell it, but I'm going to try. And that is, okay, so he is, but what that Hebrews passage seems to indicate is that one of the most important things that he is, is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That means he was a rewarder. He is a rewarder and he always will be a rewarder of those that go after him. So just imagine you're a soul and you're living in somewhat of a funk and you're like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I know God's there for Nathan Johnson and Eric Ludi. And I know, I mean, he, they seem like fairly likable guys and maybe God just sort of gave them a special favor, but I'm not likable. God doesn't like me. However, if you go after your God, he will never change. And he is a, a, a God who, when he has spoken, will never alter. And he says, you diligently pursue me I will reward that. And that is a guarantee God style. And so that is one of the most encouraging things to recognize that he is inclined. This is the way I would interpret it. He is inclined towards our benefit. So what is he? Well, he is. He'll never change. And what do we know about him? He wants us to succeed. He's, He's a cheerleader. He desires to reward us. He is inclined to give us everything that he has purchased on that cross. It's like, please go after me because I am not changing. 
I am ready to give you the mercy that you need. I am ready to give you the life that you crave. I am ready to give you healing and wholeness today. And you can take that to the bank. I can say that boldly to any student that comes through. You too. I mean, you know how that head always tries to hide behind someone else in the crowd. And they're like, hey, no, talking to the guy that has his head hidden by you too. <laughs> That's for you too. Because we oftentimes will disqualify ourselves, but God's not the one disqualifying us. He's like, no, I'm the same. And I'm, I'm ready to reward someone who goes after me. You diligently pursue me. You're going to find me. You knock, I answer. You seek, you find. That's so beautiful. And, and even just to reemphasize, the reward that he gives us is not riches, fame, popularity, uh, mansions. I mean, that's not the reward we actually get. The reward is actually the very thing that we're seeking, which is him. And I love that promise because if I seek him diligently, I actually am rewarded for that by getting the very thing that I seek. And that is, I was like, Whoa, who wouldn't want this? This is so good. <laughs> If we can maybe take this in one other direction, uh, just as we're kind of wrapping this up, I love this thought that if God is always the same and he does not change, which is such a pillar foundational truth for our souls, then the God of the universe, that same God who doesn't change, now lives inside of us through his indwelling Holy Spirit, which means we as Christians should be always the same. Could you flesh this out of that tension? Because someone's going to say, but I want to change. <laughs> I need to be transformed and conformed yeah. to the image of Christ. That there's this tension that we're always being transformed. We're always being conformed and sanctified uh, ever more unto Jesus Christ. And yet there should be this always the sameness in, in our lives. Yeah. You want to talk about that really quick? Yeah. Again, this is there, there's so many mysteries like that that you're bringing up that are, for us, I don't think we stumble over them. But from someone on the outside, at first blush, it could seem like a contradiction that we're supposed to be always the same. Well, what if I mean, God doesn't want me to, to leave me like this, I'm hoping. But you know, God is station, he's stable. He's not going up and down. We go up and down and all around when it comes to life circumstances. And so one of the best ways to recognize who God is in the midst of it is he's not stirred. You know, when he hears about some war, he hears about some economic collapse, he hears about that. He's not like, you know, scratching his head, fretting and chewing his fingernails. He's very constant, full of joy, full of peace, full of mercy. He's just always who he is. And what we want to do is fix ourselves to that. So this world can change and alter around us. Our circumstances can go up and down and all around. However, the core of our being is still full of love, mercy, joy, peace. We still have the life of God and we don't need to be so impressionable by the world around us. And that's, I think, one of the big ways that we are impacted is, yes, that's an ever-growing way, but whereas God is stable, winds and rains beat against you know that house, but when it's built on a rock, it does not falter. It does not fall. Now, a house that's not built on the rock will fall. We don't want to be that house. So we want to be the house that is in the midst of incredible tensions, incredible trials, incredible dramas, but we are still marked by joy. We're still praising God. We're still making song in our heart. We're still leaping and rejoicing. We're still generous with what we have, even when there's a shortage of toilet paper. Uh, in other words, we still are outward in our mentality because we are fixed to one who is not chewing his fingernails in the midst of challenge. That's really good. And I would really encourage people who are listening 
to one do do their own study on this idea of the of the I amness of God that that He doesn't change that that He is always the same because I think it's such, such a beautiful picture throughout Scripture, but even to look at those passages where in the New Testament and there's some in the Psalms where it says that we as believers are to be always the same because there's actually a couple dozen statements where it's like you're to be always joy filled you're to always be praying you're to be always encouraging and always it, thank giving thanks yeah always giving yeah. thanks. And it is interesting that I do want to be conformed and transformed and look more and more like Jesus day by day. And yet there is that, as you're saying, this undercurrent of my life that should always be there because I'm fixed upon Jesus Christ. Love this idea. Uh, Eric, this officially is our last life lesson, but I did want to at least mention the fact that these are not the only life lessons. <laughs> uh, there are. You mean we haven't come up with the uh, canon on life yeah, well, lessons? Hopefully here? not, because uh, <laughs> I can at least think of a few others that we could have included. But I've really enjoyed just walking through these, just to rehearse these truths again of like, oh yeah, th- these are important to our souls. Yeah. These 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 are actually really important to our faith. I just really appreciate you you working through this, and I'm super excited to jump into our our next series. Uh, but you're not going to give any hints. But I'm not going to give any okay. hints whatsoever. Right. But we have some fun ideas of uh, how we can uh, potentially even just make this better. So, yeah. uh, But just thank you for this whole series. And for those who are listening um, and are interested about taking this idea even deeper, since you already pitched it, uh, our upcoming training seasons are, are about to start here this summer. And we love for people to just consider coming here in person to actually be walking through these truths of, okay, let's look at the grandeur of Christ, the authority of his word, and what does that mean practically for our lives. So we'd love for you to check it out. You can just go to ellersleet.com. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. If you'd like to learn more about Ellerslie, our discipleship programs, or support the ministry financially, please go to ellersleet.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.